Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One went long, and then the other one hit the net, and I was like, oh my god, and everyone's like, boo! Renee, today on the show we have somebody who uh, is another one of your hitting partners. He's an actor. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met, uh, and I met him through you. Jason Biggs. Yeah. Jason's in studio. Jason, the New Yorker now, joins us to talk tennis and aviation. Yeah. Jason Biggs. Uh, First of all, he loves tennis. He's a total tennis geek. We find out something very interesting about Jason, even more geekish than his tennis love. You're going to have to wait for that, which was also interesting for me to find out. But he is a great guy. He's the father of two kids now. He has a great marriage to Jenny Mullen, who's, of course, a New York Times bestseller as well. Uh, But Jason is a truly great guy, great actor, of course, so famous for his role in American Pie and, of course, Orange is the New Black and so many others. But he's a good man and he is funny. What I like so much about our talk is not only did you fail to restrain yourself in offering us both free coaching, um, and Jason and I are going to apparently hit the hit the, the courts as a mixed doubles duo, um, but you got him nerding out about some of his most embarrassing moments on the tennis court, uh, and it sounds like there were plenty. Yeah, and believe it or not, he has played on Arthur Ashe Stadium here at the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center in New York more than many people, and you'll find out when that happened and why. All right, so stay tuned for our talk with the luminary, Jason Biggs. Let's jump in the middle. Renee has a an overarching theory of life, of the world, of human psyches, and she believes, and I agree with her completely, that you can tell a person's personality, their yearning, their downfall, their you know fundamental flaws by watching them play tennis. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. No, by playing. By m- me playing tennis with them, and mm-hmm. and Jason, and does I that have apply? Had this conversation. Yes, and uh, but just remind me though, Stubbs. Does that apply to if you're playing with them as doubles partners, and also playing against them, or only if you're partners with them, or only if you're against yeah, just them? I them forget. On a court? Are you or trying to confuse across me the court? at this point? But no, I, I, it was always. As I was playing against, against them or hitting with them, right? Okay, which right, I right, have right. done with you yep. several times. Yep. And we never part. So we were never on the same. We never partnered up. We I were, don't. Yeah. No, we didn't. Did we? So okay. So let, let me preface by saying I met Mr. Jason Biggs here at Chris Evert's charity event in Boca Raton. Mm-hmm. We played at Delray, and we met for the first time. Actually, you were 
opposing me. That's right. And on in the pro am. That's right. Which I was very happy about. Which usually means you have two pros and then people pay money to sure. play with us. Right. Clearly, I'm a pro. Clearly. And clearly they thought Jason was a pro as well. <laughs> so they put him down the other end of the court. But I was happy uh. to say he was pretty good. And I was very thankful he was the other pro because I did have a lot of fun for those uh, few hours. So anyway, that's how we met. So, so, about, so about your theory then, how did it play out when you played against me for the first time? You said you had a lot of fun, but I, what could you tell about my pro? And by the way, I agree with her on this. Me too. And I don't believe that anyone can do this. I believe that it's certainly a the potential exists because so much of your personality, I do believe, comes out yeah. on the court. But I believe Renee has a particular skill. Having when it, been when it, both a player, a broadcaster, somebody who's professionally, a, she can goes, tell just, right away. I'm just, yeah. I'm smart. Yeah, and she's smart. And she's smart. Yeah. And she's so played with both of us. I want, and it's I have very, very humbling. Oh, to say the least. Um, well, listen, I haven't written a piece for Time magazine, which you have done, and I certainly haven't been in any, you know, blockbuster movie. So, hey, listen, take a clap for yourself. No, no, no. We meant humbling for you. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what that was, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get it. No, yeah. no, no. It was an honor, right? No, I don't want to answer this question. I want you to answer this question because mm-hmm. I said what I thought about you, and your wife, Jenny, agreed with me. What was it again? I know I oh, forget, though. On. I forget. Wait, I just that I'm f- fun and cool, he's and, cool and handsome, I think you said, yeah. handsome. And Exceptionally gifted. Yeah, gifted. No, just that I I like to have a good time, I think was sort of the overarching kind of thing. Wasn't it? Or yeah, no? it was a little bit of that. You don't take yourself very Too seriously. seriously. Right. And that I think that you... At times, don't. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, you say. Is there an insecurity factor? Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So there was a little bit of an insecurity factor mm-hmm. for Jason on the court, yep. which I think translates sometimes My whole life. to his life. Which, yeah, exactly right. Okay, so let me, let me pick into that question just for a second, because having been a decently good tennis player myself, who's not unconfident on the court, I too felt an insecurity playing against you. So could you tell the difference? How did you know? I'm not an insecure person. I don't. How can you tease those two different things out? Or well, could you? with you, I think it was you played college tennis, so you, you know, being in that environment, you've played a lot of tennis, and I'm sure. I mean, I don't want to pump my own tires, but you were probably thinking, "Oh, I'm getting to play with Renee. Like, I don't want to fuck this up. No, like, I don't want to play be well. So terrible. This and never I'm sure you again. were really nervous. Guess what? When I practiced with Steffi, and when I practiced with great players I was shitting myself like I was super nervous as well because their level was so much better than mine and I wanted to play well for them Mm -hmm. so we all have it Mm -hmm. with Jason it's fun because he knows he's not a tennis player he doesn't want to try and be a tennis player but it was more his personality that came out yours was wanting to actually play decently with me right but mine was more of a garden variety fear and his was more of a whole list baked in personality it it comes out naturally trait yeah, well, I think, too, for me, when I, f- when I find myself doing something that I have insecurity around, so in this case, it's tennis, <laughs> right? Like, I, ideally, I will play well, okay? Like, my goal there is to hit, well, re- return, <laughs> just, just get it over the net. But my, my goal is to play well, right? Hold my own if I can. Short of that... The thing that I'm really trying to do, because if I can't hit a winner on Renee Stubbs, which I can't, then what I can do, perhaps, is make a joke 
or do something funny that has everyone else laughing. And then it's then I sort of my time there is it's it's um, it's worthwhile. Right. I've contributed. I've contributed something to the event. Right. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, probably first point, I realize (laughs) that (laughs) I'm not bringing the tennis so much as, okay. now I need to bring something else that other thing that I do. So then my insecurities are around that if I if I'm not, right? But usually I found I you know find a way to cuz then I can tie the two together. I can tie my poor performance into a joke somehow and it can sure. all kind of come together. But but she's not wrong to see that there's insecurity around my whole being on that court, right? Until I make that first joke, but then even after the first joke, it's like okay, now I gotta either well, I gotta play. Uh, now there's another, another point. I either gotta play. <laughs> I either gotta <laughs> hit this crazy backhand winner, or I have to make another joke. The latter of which is more likely, but the pressure exists nonetheless. Listen, we yeah. play. No, first of all, he had to do that in front of fans. It's not easy to play Chris Evert's event for any of the AMs. It's certainly not even for the pros. Like I don't play that much anymore. So even for me, I'm like, oh, they, but it, it gets a little bit scary. Yeah, what are they expecting? So for the AMs, it's really kind of scary. I mean, Elizabeth Shue, like, refuses to come back and play Chrissy's event because she's always so nervous when she plays matches. <laughs> and she's probably one of the best, uh, you know, actors we've yeah, had. Yeah, you said, tennis, yeah, right? yeah, she's really good. But, yeah. but it's just, it's not easy for, for them to play in that event. But Jason... Yeah, he's hysterical, so I that's fun. I actually imagine it's there a lot of pressure for both of you, but possibly more for the sort of traditionally entertaining folks because you're you're both trying to hold your own in the court, knowing that the expectations for your game are not as high. But you also, I mean, what are you like? Supposed, you're supposed to a little song, supposed to be a little funny. dance, a little totally. They have, they're mic'd up. They might not be as they might not be as high. They shouldn't be as high, obviously. But they st- but still, you're at this event, right? The presumption is that you play some tennis right or you have some interest in it enough to be a, to come and support and to be at this event um i mean tennis people come Listen, it's a, Jason, i mean let's be honest there's some players that go there that are terrible yeah that's true but but they but we love them like yeah. carson cressley i mean i love him to death although he's improved so he's coming back this year who wait who? carson cressley oh yeah he's coming back but again hysterical yeah, right. hysterical. Exactly. So Tom it's a diff- Arnold played one year. He didn't even know where to stand. So you, my friend, are like Roger Federer <laughs> compared to him. That's amazing. That's great. I think that we found our tagline That's for this amazing. episode already. Yeah. yeah. Jason Biggs, Jason the Roger Biggs. Federer of when, celebrity tennis set. Yeah. Compared to Tom Arnold. Compared to Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. The, the, Ro- the Roger Federer of the Tom Arnold world. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yes. I still, But still, yeah, I think the other thing is like actors already come in and athletes. I mean, I'm sure you're, you're talking about a lot of ego, right? right? You're talking about people that are have achieved a fair amount of success at, in, in the field that they work in. And consequently, their egos have been built up enough to at least to where they're fairly strong, healthy egos. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what it is whether it's tennis or uh, any sport or another sort of um, some something else in entertainment, whatever it is. You, you don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. You want to bring it. You want to bring it. People, there. It's a competitive. It's Are all you coming com- back this year. Let's uh, get it on the record. Because, <laughs> you know, I think we might be talking to Chrissy soon. Today. Oh, just that, saying. Oh, that's funny. We'll yeah, I, no okay, okay, okay. Well, I would like to. Okay. I would like to come back. I, I took last year off because I uh, just had s- shoulder surgery. And or at least that was my excuse. <laughs> it was actually in May. I was definitely healed by November, but whatever. And <laughs> you have a small child. Yes. You're living in New York City. I mean, yep. yeah. I can relate yeah. to yeah. that children. part of it. Now there's two kids. The, f- the, the, the year that I went two years ago, I think. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. two years ago. I brought Sid. It was just Sid, and he was like two years old, and um, and he had a good time. We were at that, you know, the resort's great, and he had a fun time with, you know, he went swimming and the whole thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I mean, th- for Jenny, those things are not, she doesn't play, and, you know, so it's a little. I don't know. It's 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 hard. She's a tougher sell on those things. Let's talk about Jenny then. Yeah, okay, sure. Because it, I mean, is, do, does Jenny even have any inkling to want to play tennis? We talked about it a little I bit don't. on the court the other day. Just so you know, you yeah. played for the first time. Am I right with me after your shoulder surgery? That was the ago? first time in a oh, yeah. My shoulder surgery was a year ago, so it was certainly since my. It was the first time since since my surgery, but it actually goes back even about maybe six to eight months before that, the last time I played. So it's well over a year and a half. Do you want to tell people how that went? Um, you were insecure? No, no, yeah, I made jokes. a lot of jokes, and everything went great. No, I, no. Had the, I had the people laughing. He could not tell a joke. <laughs> I couldn't, we had I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. I could not breathe was the issue. So I couldn't even open my – I couldn't catch my breath enough to make a joke, let alone get a syllable out. I <laughs> – was well, you I, just turned 40? So I will say this I did just turn 40. I will say this I was happy for, I guess you could say, I guess happy with where my shoulder was at. I was really nervous because I've actually, since the surgery, I've still have had some complications and I've been like, oh God, do I have to go get another surgery? So I was really nervous about my shoulder, but my shoulder was actually okay. A little tender the next day, but nothing like, it didn't pop out. Everything was actually good on that front. So I was actually, Thank it was God, positive. I was actually psyched. Down. Yeah, I was actually psyched on that. However, what, what did occur to me, um, which I kind of knew, but I didn't realize the extent, I am horrifically out of shape. <laughs> it, there's nothing like being on a tennis court alone without any like water breaks or place to hide. Oh No, no we had water no, breaks. Caitlin. That's very sweet of you. I had water breaks. Um, we had water breaks every five minutes. <clears throat> I, and there's by the way, huh? there's nowhere to hide on a tennis court. Thank you. Okay, yeah, thank you. There's, I'm tr- I'm, there I, really is I'm sympathizing but, because there's nowhere to hide I mean, to recover. Renee, though, of course, so sweet and wants me to succeed and like doesn't need to like be the you know the asshole and you know prove to the people looking that she can you know just crush me. She wants to engage me. She's she's such a great playing partner. She really is. She's she's an, an instructor without trying to instruct. She's she's really as you know so great to play with. So she could tell right away <laughs> that, that this is going to be hard for me. Um, but she was you know she was being very gentle with me she kept it at my forehand she i think she gave like one she hit, she hit once to my backhand and was like i could see it in her eyes she was like okay i'm gonna not do that again for a little <laughs> while maybe until next session mm-hmm. um so literally all she gave me was forehands for the rest of the time and the ones that were even slightly behind me i of course turned everything into a forehand she, i would have if it was on the was in, steffi graf yeah. yeah yeah totally i was just like this it was is, tactical yeah, yeah tactical sure right, sure yeah, yeah. um but I was dying. I mean, I like. It's a great workout. Oh my god! And it's muscles I haven't used in so long. You forget yeah. how much sprinting there is. And That's the thing. Wait, it's these bursts. We use. I mean, okay, not sprint, but. It my, seemed to me that every <laughs> ball came back 
in the middle teeth. That's true. What I mean by sprinting is... Oh, were you watching me sprint? Yes, yes. And you were getting exhausted by doing that. Honestly, it was just swinging the racket, I yeah. think, wore me. <laughs> I do. It was the hottest day in New York we've had in a long time. It was very that, hot. That was another reason. It, it was, was about hot. 85. Yeah, I also it was just, hot. As a bone to anybody who's sort of an am, as you called both of us, which <laughs> I'm, I still am decided if that's a pejorative term. For, Amateur. For, for anybody who's an am, hitting with a pro is however the pro wants it to be. She can exactly. put the ball wherever she wants. That's she can hit exactly as hard right. as she wants. She can keep the rally going as long as she mm-hmm. wants. She's not going to miss. And for people like us, we are used to at least collecting on some errors, some you know. Basically, weakness. what you're saying, Caitlin, is that you get a chance to go pick the balls up. We get a chance to go <laughs> pick the balls up, whereas you decide when the points are over. Well, for the us. great thing for us is that somebody had left about 15 balls on the tennis court that day. So you didn't and have so to even pick up balls. Jason was oh, God, You didn't get a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> I yeah. no. I, I was. Wanna, I want to bring up one thing because speaking of tennis, speaking of New York, mm-hmm. U.S. Open. You believe mm-hmm. it or not, there's three of us in this room. Two of us have actually played on Arthur Ashe Stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm seething with jealousy. Yeah. So yep. why don't you talk about that moment and how <clears throat> much you were truly shitting yourself? I've actually played twice. Wow. <gasps> twice in center court. Amazing. Wow. And yeah. Under what circumstances? Uh, well, once was the U.S. Open semifinals in uh, '98. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, you and Aaron Krikstein, uh, that Roddick, classic Roddick. five oh, set match. No, it right. was Roddick. Uh, he won. Whatever. Uh, it was close-ish. Um, fourth set tiebreak. Mm-hmm. Took it, and then mm-hmm. that was it. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um, classic. I'll never forget it. Yeah, it, they replay it on Tennis Channel sometimes. ESPN Classic. Uh, both circumstances were well. The first time was for. Do they still do the Arthur Ashe Kids yes, Day? Every Sa- it's year. the Saturday. It's yes. like this. Yeah. Is it the first Saturday of the Open, or it's the sa- it's the Saturday before the Open? R- okay, right. So, uh, I did uh, a doubles match. It was myself and Martina <gasps> Navratilova. Yeah. Or Hingis. Oh, N- Navratilova. Okay. Sorry. And against James Blake and. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth, wow. my co-star from the American Pie films. Mm. And, you know, we played a couple points, I think. Tell me someone didn't bring a pie out in the middle of the match. I don't believe there was a pie. Oh, that's, thank God. Uh, but the only thing I remember from that match, well, I remember two things. Um, I remember, so we played, you know, like, we, we, we warmed up, and <laughs> then it was, okay, we're going to play a point. And I... I think Shannon served first, and we play. I don't know who won the point, and then we switched serve every point. I think it was like one of those. And I so then I served and I double faulted, of course, and I was like, it, but they were both horrific double faults. Like I was so nervous, so the stadium was packed, packed, packed. Okay, and again, I think it was a situation where I hadn't played tennis in a long time. And I'm playing against James Blake and with Martina Navratilova. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... And Martina will be tough on you, man. And she wasn't... She was no Renee Stubbs. She didn't. T- she took it dead seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, she did. She did. I don't really remember a you smile. Tell she would. Yeah, yeah, I don't really remember a yeah. smile. Hey, I, there's a reason why she's won like 150 I exactly, tournaments. Yeah. So 
I double, I just like, I was like, so it was just like the pussiest little serve that I was just trying to just please get in. Like bottom of the net. Please get in. And like, I think one went long and then the other one hit the net. And I was like, oh my God. I just, and everyone's like, boo. Kids. <laughs> mostly kids. Mostly kids. kids. I'm like, fuck you, kids. Jesus, you what, tried doing this. That was before you had kids. Yeah, exactly. Now you'd be like, now oh, I'd be like give daddy a chance. No way, now you'd be yeah, like, fuck, fuck you kids. Fuck you kids. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, go to fuck sleep. I know. So I was like, what? no, please, please. And like, I forget, I think it was like a celeb chair ump too. I forget who it, who it was. Ellen? No, not that year. Not that year. It was someone fun who was like, oh, do it again, Jason. Take it. So I was like. I don't know what was more embarrassing. Having to do it again. Having to do it again. And I, and because then I was like, if I don't get the third serve in, walk off. I just need to, like, yeah, I think I'll just take your shirt off. I think, dude, I got to do something. Whip my penis out, something. Bring a pie. Bring a pie, you know? Exactly. It's kids' day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, this was before. You know, yeah, hashtag me. This was before me, too. So, yeah. So when you Um, could take your penis out. When you could in front of children. Exactly. Yes. So, um, that's going to get one of us in trouble, probably both. Yeah. More likely me. I don't know. We both have school-aged children in the Uh, New York City public school application process. We're both fucked. So, we just guaranteed ourselves (laughs) spots. Maybe we cut that part out. Fair. So, anyway. So, I I don't know what was... I was like, I have to get this third serve in. Or I'm... Did you? I did. Thank God. God. But then, like... Isn't that sad that that's the one thing you remember? But then it was like... I think we won the point too. Like we ended up winning that point, and I remember like, oh, oh yeah, I, we did win the point. Shannon, <laughs> Shannon was taking it very seriously. Wow! Like Shannon, I guess had played. Uh, I mean, I played in high school, but she like was really good and like state champion or some. I think she was like good or by good ask by her by, an AM by standard. her standards. And she took it so seriously. Like, she wanted to, she was, like, out there and, like, really, like, like, during warm-ups, I was like, oh, God, God. it's going to be one of these. You know. Right? Because, like, because, you know, of she course. She was moving her feet. James and Martina can turn it on. Like, they can whip they our, can they can be they serious want. or not serious. They can be great. They can be a ver- some, some version of great, but they can adjust it. And so the hope is, like, that the other celeb I'm playing with is, like, okay, we're, we're just going to have fun, right? You got, and, like, she Mm-mm. was not that at all. She was, like, this is my chance to maybe go pro. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, okay. And she took it way seriously. And so when I triple served and then we won that point, she was, like. But we technically won that point because he double folded. Yeah. Oh, she out. was oh, not happy no. with it. I don't remember her saying that, but I remember her just being, look. like. Uh, you know, like looking to the chair ump who was like, you know, I don't I know. Even it was know like school. it was like heavy D or something. It's like <laughs> who knows who it was. It was like really. It's like, but I could tell that she, that it was like a thing, and I was like, oh my god. So, it's, so it was one of those like I think we played maybe two or three games, maybe not even. Did it become easier? The uh, nerves. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, the only other thing I remember from that. Um, well, okay, two more things I remember. The second thing was. James and Martina. Been having nightmares about this since. I, I could yes. Uh, I talked to my therapist about it. I have PTSD over this. So James and Martina ended up at net, and they did this amazing thing where they were just boom, 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 back and forth. Volleying. It's and called volleying. And the rest volleying. of you guys are just sitting there like chumps. Is that what it's called? Volleying. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, we were just sitting in the back like chumps. But of course, like, you know, <laughs> I think Shannon was like ready. She was ready. She was like ready spinning with the, racket. yeah, 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 spinning a racket, like waiting for it to come back down the baseline. And I'm just sitting there, like, I like threw my racket down and I'm just like watching, having fun. And But they had, it was great. I mean, they went back. It was maybe like five minutes <laughs> volleying. <laughs> um, You're like, was, keep doing that. Let yeah, me just yeah, 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 yeah. Let me make a joke. It was pretty awesome. And then the third and only other thing I remember and this is kind of okay for me, maybe, is that uh, I I think I found myself at net, and Blake went to nail a shot past me on the baseline, and all I did was, or right at me. It was actually right at me. Sammy closed your eyes. I totally closed my eyes, Mm -hmm. threw my racket up in front of my face to protect myself, it hit the racket and it went down, and nice. I I don't know if it won the point, but it but the fact that I returned it, everyone like because it was literally just you had like, the he kids just went back, and, and it was just like Ugh, and it like hit like and the crowd went kind of crazy. So, so you had the kids. So back. I won them back. I won them back. Did he know you were gonna possess cat like reflexes, or was he Obviously comfortable not. with a body tag? I know that's a great question. A that's a great forum in front of children. That's a great I'll question. tell you what they do. You that's hilarious. <laughs> like, did he have I'm like, known. wait, what if I didn't get my racket yeah, up? What, what if the you hell? Just hit in the eye. Let me just, tell you what happens. Just as, lose an eyeball. Blue, just bleeding like. from the eye as a pro, mm-hmm. we know exactly where to hit it. Where we know if you do miss it, you're not going to lose a testicle or an eye. Okay. But you, it could reflect onto you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hurt you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, we do it to an area that we know that it's possible for you to put your racket on. Basically, these celebs... It was not at your nose, for example. Okay. Well. I'm sure it was just a little bit to the left <laughs> of your ear. That's how good they I, are. Yeah. i probably right. Yeah. But what's amazing to me is this idea that literally the AMs and the celebs that you guys play with, are ju- they just have targets on them. Yeah. Like for you, you're just like, I could drop it here. I right. could drop it here, here. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter. That's called 10,000 hours of practice as a sad child out there on the court. Yeah. This is the same thing she told me when we were practicing. And she said, oh, I'm going to help you hit a backhand down the line. And then one of them, she moved out of the way. Like I wouldn't notice. <laughs> she was like, oh, great job. You hit a great passing shot. And I was like, no, no, no. I saw you literally like move out of the way. I mean, come on. Well. At least stand Jason there and make it feel authentic. had a couple of opportunities authentic. to hit those uh, opportunities to hit winners past me. And, and it didn't happen. One hey. one or two he made. Yeah, it was good. Sadly, just, we didn't get to play yesterday because it rained in New York. Yeah. So I think there was part of him secretly that was happy about it because he was like, wasn't quite physically prepared to play well, again. Well, now you know what it takes. But now we're going to play apparently on Friday. Well, here's the thing. And I think we should make a solemn pledge, which is the point of the show. No, he's every week playing with me. Well, as you noted, she can't help but coach which yeah. is to our mutual benefit I oh my god of course and then i think you could do us all a favor by teaching her how to act just a little mm. bit more so when she's diving out of the way to make me it feel seems good, real it just seems more oh, yeah. like i earned it that's a great idea like why Listen. not a little exchange i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'll bring this up because uh, Mary Tannenbaum, who's a mm-hmm. friend of both of ours, yep. uh, is, a, is the producer of Orange is the New Black, which, of course, you were on for how many seasons? Because well, according I got to Neri, yeah, today mm-hmm. that said uh, he didn't. She didn't really have some fun stories about you, which was really sad. But you're because <laughs> you're on the the show for one season, five years ago, and you then returned the volley to say what? Because yeah. Neri may hear this. Neri has been a lead producer on the show for all the years that it's been on, <laughs> and she thinks I've been on for one season many years ago. I was on for two seasons. The first two, the whole seat, the whole first two seasons. Basically, when it became, you know, the show that it is today, thanks to you, because you're on it for how many seasons? Two, Neri. Two. Two Neri. seasons. And the reason I bring up Neri's name is because she is a huge. I, I huge would say tennis that fan, yeah. there is not many bigger tennis fans than the producer of Orange is a New Plague, which is Neri Tenenbaum, yeah. and her best friend is married to Paul Anacon. Oh, yeah. Right. So there's a lot of former coach of Ryder Federer. Mm-hmm. Well, let's use this opportunity, if she's listening, to ask, Neri, where's the Litchfield subplot about the tennis team? Tennis team. Because there is, there's a there's a Folsom State tennis team. Huh. Could there be a Litchfield tennis team? That's interesting. I'd like to ask her a different question, though, if I may, first. Yeah, which different is, access to grind, sure. Which is, why don't you love me or remember me? No, 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 no. At the end of the text, she said, that she loves you. Well, not enough to remember that I was on her the show for two years, Neri. Actually, she said, but he's a love. No, that's very sweet. Well, let's just put it out there in the ether. Larry Bloom comes back, coaches the Litchfield tennis team. It's a way to get his character right? back in the right? action. They're right? slocking. That's a great call. I mean. That's I, a great call. This is why I run a magazine, because we yep. just come up speaking with these ideas of, on the fly. Speaking of our racket magazine, mm-hmm. this is a racket podcast. It is. You actually like Racket Magazine. I love it. You get it. Yeah, this isn't I, just a favor. A no, celebrity favor. No, no. I I saw... No, in fact, it's... I would never be doing this for Renee. <laughs> I'm doing this because of the magazine. For me, you're doing it for, for you. Me. Exactly. Free I, swag. Yes, for the t-shirt um, and the <laughs> canvas bag. Um, tote. Available I believe it's. Website, I believe right? it's Mac. a tote. <laughs> Is it a tote? I believe it's a tote. I was in my favorite magazine store in the West Village... I was like, Racket? That's interesting. Because, you know, they have all these cool, you know, there's so many cool magazines these days that kind of cover all different things. And obviously they're getting more niche and getting more sort of uh, specific. But this clearly looked like a magazine that was, even just from the cover, it was a cool illustration. But I was like, this seems more like a, a, a literary mag, like a you know, something of substance, not just some sort of... So you, know, you thought, this so is my thing. Interesting angles into the racket world, right? So some of the stories and subjects were like, I was like, oh, this is very cool. And I took that first issue home and I read it. 
But I read this morning. I was like, oh, I didn't re- finish reading it all. And I was like, let me take another look before I see you guys. And I read Andrea's. Oh. This, she's a good writer. We're talking about, of course, our fashion editor, Andrea Petkovich. She's yeah. a great writer. She's great. I was like, this is very cool. I love the I love the idea. Yeah. Did she pitch you that idea? She did, yeah. She pitched me like four ideas. And I was like, yes to all of them. Let's do it. You want to yeah. pitch an idea? Maybe. Yeah. So I'll tell you my tennis. My, yeah, history, tennis. my history with tennis is when I was 13. Or 12. When I was 12, I was doing a play on Broadway. No big deal. Might have heard of it. NBD called Conversations with My Father uh, with Judd Hirsch. Remember Judd Hirsch? You know Judd Hirsch? He's still around. Um, Great actor and a great guy. And he still has this crazy spread up in the Catskills. And every Sunday night after our show, we, we had off on Mondays in theater, and they, he would drive up to his place in the Catskills and spend Monday there and then come back Tuesday afternoon. And it was me and another kid that were in this show with the rest were all adults. And Judd was very sweet and would take people up to his house in the Catskills, kind of you know, extended the offer to everyone, and people went up different weekends. And one weekend he invited me to go up with him and his then wife. And... I was like, yeah, that that'd be awesome. And we went up there and we kind of like we hiked and we watched movies and just kind of it was the it was really cool. I mean, I grew up in like like you said in Bergen County, but like right ac- over the bridge or through the tunnel right there, like very dense New York suburbs, not like rural Pastoral, or yeah, yeah, hills. no. This was like, whoa. And it and his estate was massive, and he had a tennis court. And he's like, "Do you want to play tennis?" I was like, "I'd love. I've always wanted to try tennis. Absolutely, cool, <laughs> right on." And like, so he took me to his tennis court on his property, and we played tennis for an afternoon, and I fucking loved it. And so that year, later that year for my birthday, he got me my first tennis racket. Cool. And then when I the following year, in when I started high school. Um, I was trying to figure out what sports to play. And the problem at this point uh, when it came to my involvement in sports was I was, because of my acting, I really... Like on parole? You know, like big time acting. Mm. I I couldn't commit. to so, so when I was like little, little, you know, like in grade school, I played football and I wrestled and... <laughs> That's it. Just look at me. You yeah. see, a, a you, see, a, oh, see you see, you see football player. Right. You see wrestler. Yeah. I mean, it's the sort of thing I couldn't miss a practice yeah, and then expect and to play. It's just it was too. It was just yeah, like too. guys. I was on Broadway. Give me a break. Yeah, seriously, guys. Especially the football guys would be like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro. Me too. <laughs> hey, Broadway. Get over here. We're <laughs> doing some linebacker drills. I would. Um, I lived across the street from this. You know VFW, Veterans mm-hmm. of Foreign Wars, and there was a big Veterans of Foreign Wars building in a parking lot that was basically our playground. Growing. It was our backyard growing up. Yeah, so they've we pl- been played deserted stickball. since the 40s. Totally, and we played football and like stickball and everything on this parking lot, and it had one of the walls. Most of the walls had windows, but one wall was a big, just empty wall, no windows, and so I would play tennis against the wall, right? Hey, I did that, that as was, a kid. Yeah, that, yeah was my, that was my tennis. Anyway, With what kind of racket? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was real. It was a pro Kenix. Kind of off brand for the early yes, 90s, but cool. Yes, yes. So, when, so, so I started freshman year, and I was like, huh, we had, our high school had a tennis team, and we actually had a couple courts behind the high school. And I was like, I wonder if I could play some tennis. Like, but I wonder if they were, it was a spring sport, and I was like, I wonder if they're a little bit more 
if the coach would be a little more understanding. Like of how, my Broadway skills. Like, I wonder how the schedule is, basically. Like, what is the schedule like for tennis? Is it practice every day? I mean, obviously, if, if it's raining, we're not pl- – like, what is this sort of – and so I went and talked to the coach, and he was like, you know, we – have matches like once or twice a week after school um and we try to practice every other day and but you know look we've if we'll accommodate you well he was he was just he this p- coach in particular who i loved super great guy he was also obviously a teacher in the school and he was just a great dude and he was like look you can't i mean hopefully you're not missing a lo- matches and we're gonna have to replace you and your playing time is going to depend on how often you're here and contributing and practicing but um if you want to give it a shot i'll try to be as accommodating as i can sort of thing let's not a lot of people were signing up for tennis right like it was definitely not it wasn't like the sport in our school where i grew up it was all about football Football and wrestling and and, Mm -hmm. you know basketball and and i guess baseball for the spring it was baseball and track and tennis was sort of the whatever it got like the afterthought of the spring it was kind of the after it really was though um but there were like one or two players who were like they were really good at it and they sh- they showed up and then everyone else was just kind of trying to get a sport for their college application <laughs> like <laughs> literally literally which is great for you right which was good for me because as long as i showed some skill i probably would end up playing yeah. right and i did and um so i joined the team and i play and i played and I loved it. And, and what was your high school mascot? Like, just so I can, like, go. The Aviators. No. The that's aviators. insane. I've never heard that ever. Yes, because we, the town is right next to Teterboro Airport. Of course. Sure. Oh, Literally right next to Teterboro, across the street. And um, So it was almost the same as playing at Flushing Meadow. I mean, really? Yeah. Well, and, and we were under the flight path of Newark as well, Newark oh. Airport. So it literally was like like the LaGuardia planes taken yeah, off. Yeah. So literally, basically, my high school tennis courts were Arthur Ashe prepared Stadium and the U- right, destiny. Exactly. Was they the US. prepared you for that moment. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then you be just, you know, sadly gave it up because you became a, you know, yeah, you know, you know time superstar. Pie fucker. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we weren't going to bring it up. Well, I saw it in your eyes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I played, and then, like, my high school, in terms of acting, my, like, high school was kind of ebbed and flowed, and, the, like, it kind of just worked out. Like, most of the times I was busy was, like, in the fall or the summer, and, like, I was able to show up for tennis, and I actually, like, played all four years, and b- senior year, I was first doubles with uh, one of my best friends. So one of my best friends ended up joining, and he's, like, 6'3". Nice. And so we had a good thing going. He would play net as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I would, he served first. Bomb yes. And, and um, uh, we we had a good thing going, and I think we made – we made all league and uh, I think all all county. No, this is the best. I yeah. love this. Do we make all ca- I think we were like maybe f- first team all league and like third team or honorable mention or something all county. The accolades piled up. Did you they get the piled up. Yeah. They piled up the accolades. Did you get the sportsmanship award? I don't know that I got any award. Um, but But that's a good question. Were you a hothead? Were you the same sort of Joke cracking guy. Like, what was your that's teenage a, that's persona? That's a great question. I I'll buy you some time because in high school, I played high school tennis, mm-hmm. which was very, uh, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, is very separate from the junior leagues. So the junior leagues are like parents are getting into fist fights, and your mm-hmm. kid is ranked this, and my kid is ranked that. Whereas the high school tennis scene is actually really nice and kind of relaxed. Totally. And it's not that thing. It's not a feeder. 
for college. No, And no. as such, you get this sort of camaraderie. I, my favorite memories were, you know, winning state and, like, smoking cigarettes on the van ride home. You know, like, yeah. that Wait, kind of what? stuff. No wonder the M is, was still there. I think cigarettes were probably pretty low on the, my list of why I didn't become a <laughs> stellar <laughs> Renee Stubbs level professional. But I think, on the list, nonetheless. On the list. I actually showed up. So my, my thing, I, I, <laughs> I wasn't smoking cigarettes, but one day, I'll never forget it. One day after school, before practice started, you know, we, we would go across the street to like the deli and we'd get like a snack or, you know, some water. We'd bring, have to, we, I don't think we even had like a water <laughs> jug at our time. I mean, that's how like low rent it was. So we'd go and like get our drinks and stuff. And one day I went and I, and I was like craving chocolate milk. And I went and got like this giant thing of Yoohoo <laughs> as my like drink for when I was like thirsty and like in between like sets or <laughs> in between games and my coach is like did you just really buy you hoot and i was like it's fine i could i'm not gonna what am i gonna get sick i got sick <laughs> i did got you sick yes i you got booted my, on the court you i got sick Sampras i got sick i got sick on the court yeah so yeah so anyway but i loved it it was so much fun i ended up playing with my buddy and yeah and it and you didn't get a college scholarship though for tennis <laughs> no college scholarship i don't think anyone from hasbrook heights high school got a college scholarship to play well any sport probably but <laughs> especially tennis okay final question for you renee asked okay. you what your favorite players i want to oh, yeah. layer onto that sure favorite players but more importantly like why do you re- do you relate do mm-hmm. you see yourself out there in any in anybody what what do you what are you looking for when you look at these professional tournaments so i've <laughs> had different players that i've loved over the years um back in the day when i was like first getting into tennis I loved Agassi. Loved, loved, loved. Loved everything about him. And especially when it be, when the Agassi Sampras years, I liked Sampras as well. Like I loved watching him, but I was always the Agassi guy. Um, sidebar, one day at Teterboro Airport during the US Open, <laughs> I was because I live right there, literally. I drove by and I saw the Agassi plane. The Agassi plane with the tennis ball and the no, flames I, on the tail. He had his own plane? I he did it at the time. Yes. No, I never knew that. I never knew that. And I was like, whoa, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. They're like, like my two favorite things together, tennis and airplanes. Like, and I was like, and Agassi. Andre. 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 And I was like, oh, my God, he has his own plane. That's the coolest thing. And it's a tennis ball on fire with flames coming out of it. I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever fucking seen. Um, so uh, I loved Agassi. And... But this is interesting, and I, I, I root for him every tourney. So I, when tourney, I listen to you. when I did the last uh, the with rain. Oh, so we didn't finish telling that story. So I, that was the the first time I played center court was for the kids thing, and yeah. then I went back again a couple years later, and I played with Chrissy Everett and. Who else? Was it Martina again? I think yes, it was Martina it was again. Martina. I have photos. Yes, and and, and Rain Wilson. I remember going into that night, having had my previous experience during the kids' night where, like, I embarrassed myself with a triple serve and, like, all this stuff. But and this was at night. But, but hold on. And this was at night now. And I was, like, super nervous because I'm like, oh, my God, I really have to. Now I have to make up for the last time. But then we get there, and they give us these outfits. They give Rain and I, not Chrissy and Martina, no. Rain, Wilson this is, no. and myself, they give us these crazy old school, like Mac and Row, Bjorn Borg, oh, headbands, short shorts, yeah. high socks, the whole thing, which made me relieved because immediately sets the tone of, 
oh, we're just joking around. So it took the pressure off of having to, but I think again, I had the worst serve because I'll never forget because then when I went down to Chrissy's tournament, so at the, her tournament, Chrissy <laughs> made some comments like, oh, I see you finally started working on your serve. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I like that she kept that burn in her right? belly. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, she don't want to embarrass me in front of 20,000 people. Yeah, totally. After that event, I went to you. I was like, can I use this shower? I would think I had like something else to go to. And I was like, can I shower? And the in guy the was. the men's locker room. Yeah. And the guy was like, sure, you could use the men's locker room. And I was like, oh, okay. And there was about. To, oh, so it was right before or after. It was between real matches. So I went into the locker room and there were players. No one that I had recognized, it was like early yeah. rounds. But coming out of the showers, I was like going in and I was like shirtless and grossly out of Sweaty. shape. Was you looked like you were was Stan <gasps> Wawrinka, Stan the man, and and he was so nice. He was like, "Hey man," he came up to me like, "Hey man, just want to tell you, you know, I'm a big fan." And I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." I didn't really know Stan. This was like his. That was like his. It was his breakout year, like five years ago. Yeah, was that before the year he won the French Open. With the raspberry shorts? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Raspberry short year. Yes, champ. exactly champ. right. So I fought, I like, I was like, who? I was like, Stan, Stan, nice to meet you. And I was like, Stan, oh, Stan Wawrinka. Okay. And I watched him do that tournament. And, I, and I've, because I had that personal interaction with him, of course, I'm like, I'm going to keep him in mind. as, a, And I've watched him do so well. And I, he just seems to me, like I watch him in interviews, and he seems like an awesome dude. Um, okay, so I think we have two commitments from you. You and I are going to enter some sort of tournament together. Yes, um, and, and win it, be, and win it, and win it. Yeah, the stakes are high. Uh -huh. I'm, can I? I'm going to coach. We mm -hmm. have to have you on the court yeah, as a coach, clearly. obviously. She's going to chew us out so hard. Um, and then we have to have you back on when you make your Racket Magazine debut Perfect. as a writer. Done. Great. I'm going to start pitching you ideas. I'm going to try to come up with something. You <laughs> should write a story about growing up with the planes coming over. Your obsession with them, tennis. I mean, the it has to end with Teterboro Airport. Andre, Andre Agassi's plane. And then plane. we'll get a, a picture. In front of Agassiz's of plane. Of the plane. Oh, of the plane. Okay, fine. Or of you. I thought of me flying in Agassiz's plane. Yeah, no, that's commission a okay. portrait. Oh, I think he <laughs> sold it. <laughs> me right. as a centaur in front of Agassiz's plane. Sold. Hey, <laughs> cover. I know. I, 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 I might be able to facilitate. Cover material. Uh, Jason, thank we, you for coming. Thank you. you. Thank you so much. That and we're playing. Can't wait. Soon. Again. I can't wait to watch you die on the <laughs> We're almost done, but before we go, listen up for an insane fashion report from our Correspondencia de Moda, Andrea Pekovich. Welcome to Fashion with Andrea Petkovich. Bienvenidos and hola desde Mallorca, Spain, where the sun always shines and the olive oil never disappoints. Put on your best flamenco shoes, gather around the Latin guitar player and listen carefully. Are you un macho machissimo? Then why don't you pick out your best pastel-colored pantalones and pair them with a polo shirt and the darkest shades you own? Don't be stingy and spend your last penny on a quality tube of hair gel and slick it back. All the way back. As for the ladies, part your hair in the middle, tie it into a knot and throw on your best hoop earrings and don't forget, a little charcoal eyeliner never hurt nobody. When it comes to wardrobe, red is the answer to all the questions you've ever asked yourself after work when you're crying in the shower. Cherry, rose, 
Jam, Merlot, Crimson, Ruby, Blood, Blush, Scarlet, and Wine. You can do no wrong. Wanna be fashionable and practical? A Sombrero Cordobes will round up every look, even yours, Dave, no offense. So gather your white horses, boil your sangria, and grill your pulpo. You've arrived in Spain where everything is possible, but can wait until mañana. May you be forever fashionable and forever broke. Para siempre. Adios, muchachos. Adios, amigos. Hasta la próxima. I am Petco, and this was Fashion. And that's it for this episode of the Racket Magazine podcast. Thanks for listening. Our host is Renee Stubbs. Our co-host and producer is me, Caitlin Thompson. Music by internationally renowned DJ Stretch Armstrong. Thanks to Tim Ruggieri, Taylor Dalton, and the team at ACAST. Find us at racketmag.com slash podcast and subscribe to us at any of your favorite podcatchers.